we're back. You know how we do another illustrious episode of Before the Trey Count. I am your host, the unnamed host, aka Bebop. Uh, not not Rocksteady, but Bebop. Uh, I am also joined along my uh, other host. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Rocksteady. The shameless of it? Yeah, the shameless version. What's the shameless version? Uh Seamus played Rocksteady in one of the uh Ninja Turtle movies, like one of the recent ones. Really? Yeah. So I like Bebop, actually, now that I think about it, because I'm like, Seamus has a mohawk, so maybe Bebop would have made more sense. So one of them had a Scottish accent? I didn't... Apparently. That's hilarious. Right? <laughs> That's now two major wrestling stars in Ninja Turtle movies. Yep, Kevin Nash being the original Super Shredder. Yes. That sounds like Seamus might have had a longer screen time. Uh, <laughs> I think you did. I, yeah. again, I didn't see the movie, but oh, okay. I thought, okay, I thought you saw it. Uh, but no, I didn't actually see it. But but I do know he played he played either Rocksteady or Bebop, and I'm like Bebop would make more sense because the Mohawk. Yeah, that's true. Now <laughs> it's funny we're on the Ninja Turtles uh, discussion, but could you yeah. make? Oh, that was Kevin Nash as Super Shredder, or only through the post credits. Only through the post credits. I, I don't think I knew it was him until like years later when the internet was around. Okay. Did he um, did he ever acknowledge it? Like I mean, it could be like a presenting Kevin Nash in the United States. Like, did he ever take it to it? Oh yeah, like oh, in, in right. interviews he's talked about it. Oh, okay. All right. That's uh anything uh of note like that he talked about. <laughs> was uh, his first uh, introduction really in, into Hollywood. Right. And then uh, apparently he's been in a lot of movies. I didn't realize this, but he's been in like 20 movies. Really? Yeah. Well, I know. I think he's done like a cameo, I, I feel like, in like a couple of them. But like you saying like legit like IMDb credits? Um, I assume so. Okay. Okay. Alright. Did, uh, did he... So he must be... He, he must be a, a SAG, right, then? Oh, yeah, he definitely is. Which I hear is a great, um, like, they give, they do, like, go out with, like, medical benefits and retirement and all that type of stuff. Like, it's worthwhile to actually be in the Screen Actors Guild. I think, though, there, you've got to be in it for so long and have so many credits. There's It's more to it than just that. Oh, okay, I know you have to pay, like, monetary dues. Yes, yep, there's monetary dues. Because I almost went uh, back when I was doing the acting and modeling. I was doing the acting and modeling. And uh, I was like one credit away from like making it to stat. Oh, okay. Okay. But like I said, it has, it has a, a nice like benefits package, right? Like a decent like caveat to being in it. Yeah, but you gotta. Like, it's not just like, oh, I'm, I'm SAG, now I get all this stuff. Like, there's a lot you gotta do to keep it up. Like I That makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah you, won't, you won't be like, have one film to your name and that's it. You can't be so, like, freeloader. <laughs> right, right, you know. Okay, all right. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's cool that he was in, uh, I'm trying to think. If I had seen... Now that I think about it, wrestlers in movies, um, 
that's a nice little segue. What What are your favorite movies that have wrestlers in? Oh, that's a great question. <clears throat> well, I'll, 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 I'll throw something in. Right? See, what's that? We're not counting wrestling documentaries like Beyond the Mat. Where, and I'm talking like major, major motion pictures. Okay. But I'll throw some names and see what your take is. All right. Um, uh, we'll start with the, one of the, the original ones. Uh, uh, no holds by. All time classic. Okay. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts? I love it. I, I love the movie. Uh, you know, it introduced us to the world of. It's funny with, with uh, Tyne Lister Jr. You know. Uh, R.I.P. to him, but it's funny because people either recognize him as Depot or if you're a wrestling fan, Zeus. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's like <clears throat> so so crazy, um, but like I said, it's an all-time classic. You know, movie like you said, uh, it sort of breaks the fourth wall. You know, in the wrestling world, it but, still, but still, but still keeps kayfabe. Totally. You know, because it's because Hogan is not Hogan's actual name, but they have the. WWF heavyweight belt, as yep. well as uh, Mean Gene and you know uh, Jesse Ventura doing comment. Were they ever a commentary pair, or uh, just only in the movie? Only in the movie. Mean Gene never did actual commentary. Right, but I don't think Mean Gene was. He was always the back uh, backstage announcer, correct? Yes. Yep. All right. But um, uh, also, I guess in the same. Decade, uh, well, Hogan was uh, what? no, actually, it was nineties, but Suburban Commando. Uh, I want to call that a classic. And Undertaker was in honestly, it. Yeah, Undertaker was in it. Yeah. Hogan claims he found Undertaker in that movie in one of his books. Seriously? Yep. <laughs> well, was Taker in WCW at the time when he was in that movie, or was he as an Undertaker? He was so Taker was already transitioning to WWF. He hadn't been on TV yet. Okay. But Vince already had talks with Vince, and that's how he wound up in the movie. Oh, okay. That's so weird. Hogan His character wasn't established, but he yeah. had a credit in the movie as a henchman. Yep. That's so. Uh, and Hogan, Hogan takes full credit for discovering him. Well, I mean, I some. I mean, but. We didn't know that was Taker at the time, right? No, we didn't know it was Taker at the time. But Vince, yeah, so I got Vince knew, like Vince had, well, number one, he'd already been to WCW, and and Vince had already at this point decided he was going to sign him. Oh, okay, okay. Well, maybe uh, that Hogan co-sign helped it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, did you ever see um, uh, when Roddy Piper uh, they live? Oh, that is one of the best movies of all time. John Carpenter's uh, movie. Yeah, never mind wrestling movie. That's just, that's just a great movie. Yeah, because it uh, breaks down the subliminal messages of uh, you know modern uh, news and TV and advertising. Yes, you know. I remember being a kid wishing I had those glasses. <laughs> those uh, blue blockers. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like uh, yep. it used to get played on USA back then. Yes, 
That and all oh, like on TNT. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. So that was the, those the relatively late eighties, nineties movies. Um. You uh had going forward, obviously towards the late nineties was uh, I guess the first or the sequel to the Mummy, which was the Scorpion King. That had the uh oh. the first introduction, the first introduction of uh the Rock. Um. And other yeah. Uh, even though his 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 uh you know time was CGI. relatively short, yeah, it was a short cameo, and they were and the funny thing is they were pumping that up on during those like you know raw like during the ad to it like oh the rock's about to be in a movie blah 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 and then for all we know it was only for like thirty seconds. I know, <laughs> but hey, he, he he made that a lot more. Yeah, he extended that to. Yeah. Whew, yeah, <laughs> franchise uh, he Viagra, as he calls himself. He definitely milked that, um, but which uh, you know moved on to a standalone movie, The Scorpion King itself. What do you think of that? That was a good movie, I thought. Okay, good, good sword, sword, sword uh, movie, popcorn movie. Yeah, yeah, like it's not gonna be you know a Pulitzer Prize winning. Well, I guess for several reasons it wouldn't win a Pulitzer Prize. It's <laughs> 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 true. True. Oh, I forgot. Uh, well, I was going to say, since we mentioned small cameos, though, did you ever see the movie Over the Top? Yes. It had Terry Funk in it? Terry Funk was that. Yeah. Uh, it just hit me because we were leaving the 80s part, but yeah, it's a substantial movie, a substantial uh, cameo. Absolutely. Oh, and I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're forgetting also Jesse Ventura and Predator. Oh snap! I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, oh, I guess and we, even before then we're forgetting Hogan has Thunderlips. Oh, Rocky. Three and the ultimate, the ultimate meatball. <laughs> And I guess, would you claim Mr. T as a wrestler for that? You know, or no? Since he wasn't, he was the first no. person, he was, he did headline WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania. He, he did headline the first WrestleMania, but that was because of Rocky. Hogan had already been in that. They had already had that relationship. Wait, I thought, I thought they brought him in because of being Club of Lane. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because Rocky Three came out, wait. What was it, like 81? I was going to say 81 or 82. 82. And then WrestleMania 1 was what, 84? 84, yep. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, all right. Well, obviously, we both agree Rocky 3 is a classic. Yes. That's okay. uh, my favorite Rocky movie. Same here. Um, and uh, like we said, uh, you know, Ventura being a predator, another classic. Definitely. Um, um, oh, I was asking, have you ever seen the movie Body Slam? Yes. Uh, yes, it had uh, Roddy Piper and one of the... Not Fox 2. Uh, no, no, not, no, it was... Uh, uh, it was like Sam... Like, yes, like Samu, I, I want to say. I think it was like Rakishi's brother, I want to say. Yeah, like... The, one the, of the, no, the Tonga King. Uh, kid, the Tonga Kid. Okay, Tonga Kid, yep. Uh, great movie. Had uh, Lou Albano in it. But that, 
that was almost like no, nah, well, no, nah, I want to say a biography, but that was basically a wrestling movie, you know. Um, it was a wrestling. It was a wrestling. Yeah, like I said, it wasn't a huge stretch, you know. <laughs> that's that's fair, yeah, that's had, had a, no, had a even had the barbarian in it. Um, uh, who any other wrestlers? Lou Albano, Piper. Uh, I think those are the only notable ones. But yes, uh, great 80s cheesy movie. Comedy. Uh, definitely. Yes. And all these movies we're listening, I, I definitely recommend folks to go out and check them out. Just, you know, even if your super, favorite superstar is not in them, it's still like quality movies. Totally, totally. Uh, I got one for you that you probably never even heard of. Uh-huh. Uh, Paradise Alley. Nah, I thought you were about to say Thunder in Paradise. I was like, oh, that TV show? <laughs> Paradise Alley. Paradise Alley was a uh, old movie from uh, Sylvester Stallone. I think before he started doing the Rocky movies, he, he did oh, wow. Paradise Alley. Okay. And uh, he plays a wrestler in that movie. Okay. And uh, I think Terry Funk is in that. Really? I think so. If I'm wrong, hey. then... No, no, I just looked it up. Yeah, Terry Funk's in that. A substantial role in the movie, or just like a cameo? Um, a cameo, ultimately, but but it, you know, a good one. Like you're like, oh, that's Terry Funk. <laughs> I guess also we've got. Uh, oh, I was gonna say, um, did you ever, he was always like a henchman in a lot of these like martial art movies, but apparently he was a professional wrestler. Uh, his name, his wrestling name was uh Doctor Tanaka. He was like a oh. big. Um, I'm trying to think, like, well, the movies. Uh, he was in the uh, the Perfect Weapon. It was Jeff speaking martial, like a B movie, but martial art movie. But um, if you see his face, you know who I'm talking about. But he was like a big Asian wrestler. I um, I think he wrestled in the, in the third act for like a quick hot second. But if you saw his face, you know who I'm talking about. I want to say he was okay, okay, James cool. Bond movies too. Like if you Google Professor um, Professor Tanaka, I forget what like his full name is. You you recognize his face, but he was in quite a few movies. Nice. And uh, did you ever see Princess Bride? Um, Andre the Giant's in it. I don't think I've actually seen it. Like all. Oh, okay. Of okay. But I've seen some clips and things. Yeah, that's a uh, it's a classic, com- com- like. I don't know if it's a Disney movie, but it, as a kid, it was it was like a classic movie for his time. Uh, but yeah, it had Andre the Giant in it. It was cool to see because you never really saw him like outside the ring. No, for sure. Definitely a classic. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about it. It seems like, do you think there were more wrestlers in movies in the 80s and 90s compared to now or vice versa? Um... It's uh, so there were more wrestlers overall in movies in the eighties and nineties. Okay. Now though, you've got wrestlers doing bigger things. Yeah, more bu- bigger budget uh, films. Yeah, between The Rock, Cena, and Batista. Yeah. Who I mean, I guess you can't really call any of them wrestlers anymore. Rock's still on the uh, still on the roster. He'll probably be wrestling headlining WrestleMania in Cali. I mean, that's the rumor. But I mean, that, I feel like he at this point he's an actor coming in to wrestle like Logan Paul. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, all right. 
but yeah, well, The Rock obviously he had like a, a crazy amount of movies. We don't have to go through all of them, but the you know, notable ones, you know, Scorpion King, uh, the Fast and Furious, the Hobbs movies. Uh, then he had his like art house pieces, like uh, Sunland Stories, which would be it. Uh, that's very underrated. I think people need to watch that. I I couldn't follow it. I tried. I, it was too much. It was all over the place. Uh, <laughs> weren't doing the right drugs. That's the problem. It's there. He also had um, <laughs> uh, Walking Tall. Um, the sequel yeah, to Get Walking Tall. Uh, be cool. Yep. Um. I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting. Oh, the, the two fairy uh, race to Witch Mountain, uh, the Jumanji movies, and I think that's. Oh, and obviously now his uh, superhero stuff, you know, like Black Adam, and uh, yes, yeah. I feel like I'm missing one. Oh, several, but yeah, yeah. So Rock got his uh, Cena. He started with his um, his movie career later, but obviously. He he ha- has his uh, you know um, peace peacekeeper TV show. Yes, yep. Uh, obviously, Fast and Furious uh, universe. Um, oh, I don't think I knew Cena was in that. Yep, he he's uh he, he's in that latest one as uh uh Vin Diesel's like brother, like and they go at it basically. Amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it. I sort of, you know, so many Fast and Furious that I can only keep up with. So many times you can see a, a you oh, yeah. know, no. car fly out the window out, out of a hundred feet building. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but <laughs> well, um, and then obviously Batista. He has he's in the whole MCU. And then he did his art art house uh, movies like um. Uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Dune. Um, I feel oh, like there's another. That, uh, he did a recent. Netflix, I think. Really? Is it good? Yeah, I did. Okay. I want to. I got to make some time. He uh, the the premise is like there's a zombie outbreak. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Batista's like a retired. I don't know something or another. And, uh, like, some guy hires him, like, to put together a crew to, like, get into Vegas and, like, break into, like, this vault for, like, these millions of dollars and, like, get it out of it. Okay. All right. Well, what will we do about the world while Oh, I know, I know. But, yeah, I'm very curious. <laughs> I heard there's a zombie type of for some reason I'm like alright we got zombie tigers now we're talking <laughs> I'm surprised um, alright so Stone Cold he sort of started off the whole WWE studios with the movie The, the Condemned and then he, his like yeah. movie career sort of fizzled out but what do you think of the WWE studio movies like I, I actually like Kane's uh, See No Evil I think it was yeah, uh, no evil. I thought that was good. That was a good horror movie. Agreed. But now I, they've, I they've liked Yeah, and, and I, I think Cena did the he started off the whole Marine franchise. Yeah. Uh then they now they're up to like Marine that? Ten. What's that? <laughs> I know it's crazy. I, I liked the Cena Marine movie. It I mean it was cool. 
you know, it was a popcorn flick. Uh, I don't think I saw it in the theater. I think I, was, you know, I want to pay movie pr- price theater uh, prices to watch it. <laughs> I, I saw it in theaters, and uh, okay. it's funny. I, re- I remember after seeing it for for about a month, I'd yep. be in the car and I just feel like hey, they've got a hostage. But uh, yeah, they're up to now, like read six or seven, I think, is it went through Randy Orton. I think he did it. I think Ted DiBiase Jr. did it. The Miz has done it. Yep. I think Sean yeah. Michael, like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm surprised Stone Cold, like, his acting career, like, <laughs> Was that? I think Becky Lynch did it. Hysterical. <laughs> um, I'm only half yeah. kidding. Like, I think she may have been in the brain. Oh, really? As the man? Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, um, I think they they also made a uh, Leprechaun movie because uh, Hornswoggle was the new Leprechaun. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so yeah, it's quite interesting. But like I said, I'm surprised Stone Cold didn't have a bigger movie career. He was the most popular out the Attitude Era. Well, he he kind of hinted during the Pat Mac. Mac I can never say his name right. McAfee. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, d- during his show, Austin kind of hinted like he sounds like he turned down some things when he was trying to. You know, I don't know. It sounds like he, he's not happy exactly with his Hollywood decisions. Yeah, because he made more money with less impact on his body. Yeah, but I, I think it just, there was a stigma about it back then. And, you know, everybody The Rock went through like The Rock had to quote-unquote denounce wrestling for a period of time and be like, oh, I'm Dwayne Johnson I'm a serious actor. I have nothing to do with wrestling. And then that wasn't working. I don't remember that. When was this? Cause they were they were promoting him out of like crazy up the yin yang during all those raw shows, all his movies. Yeah, up, in, up until like he, he went through a phase, and it was right around when he, the time when he did Southland Tales and the uh, Be Cool. Okay. He, you know it's when he got real small, and uh, relatively, I mean, he's a six foot three man, so I mean he's always going to be big. Right, but he was probably running his low twos, like two fifteen. Yeah, yeah, like 215, 220, that time period. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was, like, trying to completely denounce wrestling. And I think the reason for it, and I honestly, I put it together while we were talking just now. Okay. Uh, because before that, the movies he was doing was, like, the Tooth Fairy and, like, uh, I forget what those are, but, like, the movies that were like that. Okay. And thinking about it, I'm like, that was the Hulk Hogan formula. How so? Hulk Hogan was in, like, Nanny, uh, yep. Santa with muscles, yep. uh, three ninjas. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty much when he was like pretty much done with wrestling. Like, not done. As in, like, he was like, I'm, I don't like wrestling anymore, but he was like, he couldn't wrestle no more. <clears throat> Age kept crept up on him and injuries. But, but, that, but that was the formula. I think they were like, oh, this is the formula. You take someone that we know is a tough guy and then you present him as not a tough guy. Oh, okay. And, and clearly, that didn't work for Hogan. Okay, and but I think it, that's what they were trying to do with Rock. Like in Be okay. Cool, he played a gay guy. As a Tooth Fairy, you know, he's a Tooth Fairy. He was in like some coaching movie where he was like, yeah, uh, grid, with kids or something. Grid, Gridiron Gang. 
gridiron gang. Like, so they were trying to make him not be a tough guy. And I think that, like, didn't work. And I think that's when he, like, nothing wrestling. He lost all the weight. And he was like, I'm okay. back there. But then okay. that didn't really work. And then, but then they, 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 they found the right formula. You got to be, you know, be an action guy. And then you can, like, yeah, I'm a, I, I'm a wrestler. I was a wrestler. I'm a tough guy. I'm a football player. I'm a, Okay. You know, they, they figured out the formula. He, then he just went on everything you can go on and became beast mode. Well, what about um the rundown? Was that before or after he? You said they were trying to transition into a different. The rundown was before. Yeah. Okay, he was still big in that. Yeah, the, the rundown was. He was still big. The rundown was still uh, Scorpion King era. Uh, <laughs> I like how we. <laughs> <laughs> the eras of rocks movies, <laughs> the Scorpion King era. <laughs> right. <laughs> what era, what era are we in now? Now we're in the, the Black Adam, big as can be, beast mode ripped. Gonna do a bodybuilding show, maybe. <laughs> well, is that his longest era? Um, I would say so. I mean, I feel like this Black Adam physique is something completely new but I mean it still follows the formula he's been under for the past however many years so yeah cause don't forget he did Hercules yes and I think where that era started okay you don't think it was um you don't think it started when he did um Fast what was it Fast and the Furious 5 when he as first introduced as Hobbs he was huge in that he made he dwarfed Vin Diesel and to be fair, I didn't see it, so you might be right. Maybe. Oh, okay. But I okay. feel like Hercules was when he started like ramping up the social media and like being like, "Oh, this is what I do to get big." Yeah, he was showing. Yeah, he was showing out his, his cheat. He was showing his cheat meals. Yes. Yep. Like twenty pancakes and ten whole <laughs> pizzas and <clears throat> exactly. But uh, <laughs> well, we'll see how long this arrow lasts because. Uh, you know, physique-wise, I don't think he can keep up too much longer because uh, you say he's, what, 52? I think so, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. let's double-check the machine. Let's see. How old is The Rock? 50. 50? Yeah, so with, do- with those... Uh, Diets that he's <laughs> at fifty years old. You have to because Batista, the whole thing, he can't keep, he can't be daxing uh, anymore because he can't keep up the physique. So, yeah, yeah. Not that yeah, he, he can't, he doesn't want to. Well, no, I don't think his body, like at a certain age, your testosterone starts to dip, and you can't keep the same. Well, you can take things because in an interview, he said he's like, I don't want to do what I have to do to keep it up. He didn't say specifically, but it was just like, oh, I don't want to have to do so. I interpreted that as like, oh, he doesn't want to have to take those drugs anymore. Yeah, but if he still took those drugs, he still wouldn't look the same, right? I mean, look at Billy Gunn. Yeah, Billy Gunn's much younger than him, too. Billy Gunn's like 58. Get out of here. Billy got something like ridiculous old. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up now. Ridiculous old. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna use that now. <laughs> uh, my mind was blown when I found. Yeah, Billy Gunn's 58 years old. That's crazy. Right. So you I tell me, he's gonna be he's gonna be 60 years old looking like that. 
if he wants to be, and I guess, well, if his body will hold up to whatever, you know, his regiment is. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because right? he's yeah, as big as, as, as throughout his whole career, right? Oh, yeah. He's looking crazy. What do you think he's What's his bill weight? What he's coming into? Uh, they announced him at like 250. Do you believe that? Possibly. Okay. Now, like if The Rock is 275, because The Rock is taller than Billy Gunn, if I remember when they had their brief feud. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, if the, if the Rock's taller and he's 275, then I'm like, yeah, Billy Gunn could be 250. Like I feel like they're similar builds. Wow, that's crazy. That's well, how old is Easter? Let's see. Wow, 58 years old. That's crazy. Yeah. How old is Batista? 53. He's younger than Billy Gunn? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Which makes sense. Substantially, too. About five years. That's crazy. Wow. Well, I don't watch AEW a whole lot, so is Billy Gunn, can he still go in the ring? Especially at that size? Yeah, I mean, he's not throwing drop kicks anymore. Uh, although I would do his famous sir? Put him on a oh, yeah, okay. yep. Still do the famous sir. Okay. Yeah, well, he no, was he, 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 he like, okay. he, he, well, he didn't do a lot of luchador type moves anyways, as, you know, in DX. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, outside of the drop kick, I don't think he ever lost his I don't think he ever left his feet. And I wonder if being in a tag, yeah, I wonder if being in a tag team for so long, you know, that and smoke guns, if that helped him extend his career. Were you not doing singles matches, so you're not putting on, you know, you're not in the ring as long. I could see because being in a tag team now is definitely extending his career. Yep. And you can see it, like it's like you know, Riddle does all the bumping and. Sometimes Orton doesn't even wrestle. Like they just have Riddle wrestle singles matches. Orton's like his cheerleader on the outside, right? And so it's like, yeah, this is saving tons on his career, right? Right. Wow. So you'll think uh, <laughs> Billy Gunn has found the the perfect mix of uh, dieting and, and lifting to achieve this uh, new status of him <laughs> at, at fifty eight years old. <laughs> at fifty eight. Maybe he's just maybe he's just holding a lot of water attention to make him look big. No, because he's got abs. Yeah, but we all have abs. Is this all? Is this how you can get a push to the surface? Yeah, but his are at the surface. <laughs> so that's not water. Maybe he has a know. drinks a diet before he has a match. So you know, like when you're cutting weight. I mean, I, I I don't want to make accusations because I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I've never even met him. Uh, but he's 58 years old, and I mean, looks better than anybody else on the AEW roster. Well, and that, that ain't that ain't too hard. That ain't too hard. <laughs> that ain't too hard. Old. Oh, blood. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I guess I, to, to wrap up. Uh, a movie segment. Uh, we we pretty much you know uh, agreed on both 
most of the the wrestlers that we, we mentioned, all their moves have been pretty good. They have random, other than like those Marines, maybe three through seven hasn't really been like really any stinkers. That's fair, yeah. And it was funny yeah. too. Uh, I remember too, like being stoked to see them on like TV shows. So like, uh, I was like a big uh, Married with Children fan, and they had an episode with like King Kong. Buddy. Yeah, it was part of the family. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yep. Because you know, and it was cool that they played on the 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 whole Bundy you know last name. So it obviously made sense. <clears throat> Definitely. You know, uh, um, I'm trying to remember who else because there there were a few over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, Brock was on that '70s show playing his dad. Yep, uh, which was uh, heavily televised after uh, uh, Raw, uh, and I think yes. really good. No, the Hardy Boys was also on that same episode as like some jobbers. Oh, you're right. <clears throat> funny. Um, I don't know if you ever saw like, the TV show uh, Boy Meets World. But uh, Vader was on several episodes of that. Oh, the, yep, yep. That's right. Um, I about that. Trying to think. Uh, TV shows. Wrestlers. Trying to go back in the, the archives. I feel like... Piper was on, I feel like... Several shows. He was shows. on, uh, that's... It's always... Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes he was. Yes he was. Episode. <clears throat> um, uh, the guy, the, the birds of flight or birds yes. of flight or something. I don't remember what they were, but they had the song. They came. They're like, oh, we're the birds. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and they had to be trash. Like, <laughs> um, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Uh, oh well. Were, were any wrestlers in this movie the the wrestler the Mickey uh, Rogue movie was there any actual oh. wrestlers in that yes Who? yes a number of actual wrestlers in that Who? Um, number one Sa- Sacred Heart fellow Sacred Heart University alumni uh, Johnny Heartbreaker uh, he was in that movie okay um, Necro Butcher was in that movie Necro really? Butcher had a big scene in that movie from CZW yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, there were several other um, Northeast talents that by name, but then the biggest name that was in that movie was the Cat, uh, er- Ernie Lad, not Ernie Lad, uh, Ernest Miller. Okay. What was his role in that? Somebody called my mama. Uh, what did he, he played do? the main heel, um, the Ayatollah? Really. Yeah. Yep. All right. So he was like the final, final guy that Mickey Rourke wrestled. What did you think of that movie? I liked it, especially at that time period. For me, it was very yep. interesting because I had just gotten out of wrestling to get into acting and modeling, and uh, yep. so it was very interesting to to watch a movie about the pretty much the indie world and uh, a world that I knew very well with working with guys that used to be big names in WWE and yep. now they're not doing so great and they're working indies and things like that. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I liked the movie. I thought it was, uh, it, it's funny. Some people say it's not accurate. Some people say it's too accurate and, and I'm like, it, it, it's in the middle. Um, okay. Like it, it's, 
it can be an accurate depiction. It's not what happens to everybody necessarily. Okay. But it, you know, that definitely can be what happens. Okay. All right. <clears throat> uh, oh, I guess we forgot to mention the on the the big movie for WCW, Ready to Rumble. Oh which yes. Has several lessons. What did you think of that movie? I remember liking it at the time. I haven't seen it since. Was it at first um, and the only time introduced the triple triple cage ring? Yes, introduced the triple cage, and, and they didn't they do that for a WCW pay per view? I think right after. Yep, one time and only. Yes, yes. What's not what's that? That'd be a, a cool gimmick. You know, I, I you know that'd be because I always like you know back in the day, um, not Warzone, but uh, oh, uh, 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 World uh, War Three. Oh wait, World War Three with the three rings. Yes, about the it was, it was the cages. No, the cage one was uh, War Games. War Games, yes, 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 yes. With the two rings. So, but those were those were side by side. So it was yeah. cool to see them stacked on top of one another. I feel you. Well, uh, I imagine in today's day and age, I don't think you want to have that because just you know the potential of something bad going to happen with you know one of them. The, the wrestlers, one of the guys. Oh yeah, major liability. Injury is like ginormously uh, increased. No question there. What? No Somewhere out there in the wrestleverse, there's another promotion when they try to do that. Just putting that on their universe. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it also brought in that whole controversy of Arquette winning the, the title. Yes. Um, you know, very very controversial uh, is it really I mean if you're trying to bring in revenue and dollars is it I mean this is all scripted television when you break it down to the most Adam Adam level I, I feel you it's a tough uh, it's a tough 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 thing I, I get both sides of it I, I get from a side of business and we're trying to make money and this is going to bring a lot of eyes yep. but I also understand from the uh side of a wrestling purist or traditionalist and kayfabe yep. and yep. how would this guy be our champion like that doesn't make any sense um i think there 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 could be a way to do it to make it work well he didn't um, go over clean right it was like through like interference right if i recall yeah okay okay but yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know. There, maybe I would have had him be number one. I think maybe it would have been better if he had like the U.S. championship. Okay. Because um, then he can still walk around Hollywood. Okay. The belt. You know, it's not the same belt that Ric Flair wore, that Terry Funk wore, that you know, um, Harley Race wore. You know, all, all these legends. Okay. Okay. Actually, I'm, I'm like, oh, I think all those guys also did have the U.S. championship. But oh. <laughs> uh, the only way I can see you being disappointed, like if you if you're wrestling, you don't get the belt yourself, is because with the belt, that means you get the most out that night. You know, as far as you know, pocket share. So I can see people being disappointed for that particular reason. The oh, only yeah. one guys to get the the main title run, so it's not like all of y'all gonna get it. So. No, that's fair. But here's the thing. Having the belt in and of itself doesn't mean you, you get the pocket share. Well, nowadays, it doesn't mean anything. I thought, uh, I thought nowadays, it was, everyone's contracted. Yeah, but if you headline that pay-per-view, you get the bulk of the... Yes. Like, everybody wanted to wrestle. Back, back, 
yes, back then that that's how how it worked. Was okay. so so yeah. You're. I mean, I guess if you have the belt, most likely you're going to be the the main event. And, right. But in which case, yes, you are getting that. That'd be that hilarious. Event, to money. Open up a show as a world heavyweight. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hogan used hilarious. to do that. Who? Hogan on house shows. Nah. Yes. He he would be the first match of the of the, of the night. Yeah, I've read that sometimes on house shows. Hogan would be right. like, what's that? Why? Uh, two reasons. Sometimes it would happen because they would the same day. Okay. And they'd have Hogan advertised on both shows. Okay. Um, so they'd have, but also supposedly sometimes Hogan didn't like the town he was in. And he'd be like, oh, <laughs> I need to get out early, brother. <laughs> so you can go home? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, too funny. Too funny. I don't know if that second part is true, but I know that first part is. Was this in his book as well? No. And I'm like, so I don't know how how, how much the validity is. This is internet rumor. But uh, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, like it, it makes sense that he would leave to get to the, the other show. Uh, I don't know if it's true that he would leave just because he didn't like the town. That'd be hilarious if, it, if that was true. When you did read his book, how much of it did you take that was actual truth? It's funny. I mean, when I read it, and Hogan's got several books. Okay. Um, but I remember in like 2009 or 2010 being in New York and reading uh, the book he came out with at that time, which uh, it's got like a picture of his arm on the cover with his tattoo saying, I am that I am. Okay. Um, and I mean, that book, I remember just thinking so much of it was uh, at the time I thought it was true. And then like you go back and it's like, oh, like this seems really silly. Uh, and then some of the things he even wrote about in there, like, I look back in hindsight, I'm like, oh, who advised you to, to write this? <laughs> like, he was talking about, like, doing coke, like, in the 80s, and being like, oh, like, you know, I would do a little bit, Vince would do a little bit, but my wife, Linda, oh, she was horrible. She'd be, like, she'd do most of it. And I'm like, but why would you put that in there? For so many reasons. Like, <laughs> uh, well, um, did you read Still Rules? Yes. And what'd you think of that one? That's, it's funny. That one I feel like I read and was like, okay, Hogan's taking credit for like the history of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so you did, you took that with a grain of salt when you were, you were just shaking yeah. your head, uh, reading it throughout? Yeah, while reading it, it was like, <laughs> what was the most ridiculous claim that he did? Said, that is a that very many question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had recently actually just watched a uh, video on YouTube. Yeah, uh, it's like a thirty-minute video of like Hulk Hogan's lies he's told. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember you telling me way long ago. This was like years and years after you first read it. That you, you claimed that he said when he slammed uh, Andre, that was the reason why he died. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hogan broke his back, picking Andre up over his head, <laughs> and Andre died shortly after. That's crazy. Right. Uh, man, I think we had to do this episode, just when you saved that video of all the lies that he, and this break, break he's point of the ludicrousness. Yeah. Um, that's, that's wild. To like... <laughs> Which in the video they talk about, uh, apparently Hogan used to claim that uh, he wrestled 400 days a year. But there's only 365 in a year. Yes, and he used to claim because of uh, his back and forth trips to Japan. 
uh-huh. because of the the time zone difference, he'd gain uh-huh. an extra day. <laughs> he went to the future. <laughs> But what they pointed out on the clip, they're like, yeah, but when you go back, you lose that thing. <laughs> so he went right. back to the future? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So he didn't even need a DeLorean to accomplish this, huh? He didn't even need the DeLorean. He's like, <laughs> the power of the Hulkamaniacs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Um, okay. All right. Um, did he, throughout these books, did he ever not put himself over? Oh, he's I mean he's constantly putting himself over that's that's his whole deal and gimmick so he was never there was never like a a, a, a chapter of, of humbleness the the only humbleness I would say he showed in his books but it's it, it out knowing the other half of it <laughs> there's a lot of humbleness he put towards Andre he's like oh Andre put me on the map like okay a lot he tells stories of traveling with Andre in Japan and like he's like right. I'd have to be Andre's beer boy and like carry the beer for Andre and stuff like that Okay, uh, but I, I'd want to hear from us because like, I don't picture Hogan carrying beers. For <laughs> we'll never know. Alex does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop? You know, the yeah, you just need, I, yeah. You, I guess just need other witnesses to, yeah, to validate yeah. to validate these claims. Uh, yeah, because that was a, a big thing in the, in the late nineties. Uh, a lot of wrestlers. We're breaking out the who was Mick Foley the first to introduce the whole book phase? Was that nice? Um, I'm trying to think because I think Piper's book may have came out before Foley's, but wasn't as big. Okay, yeah, because I remember, Foley, like I said, I remember kids like in high school were reading Foley's book. Yes, Foley's book was definitely the the one that was like, oh wow, like I mean, it was the first New York Times bestseller. And was that in K? Was it kayfabe or was he in? No, he was. You know, telling a lot of legit truths in there. So he, he he broke down the curtain. He, uh, he broke down the curtain. Because I know the Rocks was in gimmick mode. Yes, the, the Rocks was ghostwritten. I think. Okay. Okay. And that's part of the difference. Um, that for his first book, then you said I think yeah, his second one he was more about him, right? Yeah, yeah. The second one was more about him, but his first one, the Rock says. Yep. Yeah, I think that was a ghostwriter. Okay. And did you read that? Kayfabe. I did read that. Okay, what do you think of it? At the time, because I, I was still in high school, I think. Yeah. Maybe just started college, but I think I was in high school when that came yep. out. And I remember at the time, I was such a huge fan of The Rock, so I just thought it was amazing. But uh, <laughs> I look back on it, and it's like, oh, yeah, like, no, like, that really didn't give you a lot of information. It was very kayfabe. It was, it was a WWE production. Okay. You know? Um, Foley, on the other hand, I mean, his book... And it's funny because I didn't read Foley's book until later. Um, oh, okay. So, so whose book was first that you that you read read other all the wrestlers? Um The Rock's book was the first one that I read. Okay. Right. And then I borrowed Gar- Gardner had Foley's book. And okay. I remember borrowing that from him because I actually remember bringing that with me. I was working at a gym at the time. Okay. I remember bringing that with me to the gym and like reading it when it was quiet. Okay. Who and who's was well? I guess since the Rocks was more in gimmick mode, but yeah, Foley's was definitely better. It was better. Um, okay. I think Foley's first book is probably one of the best wrestling books ever. Where's it end up? Was what's the where's his uh, end chapter in? Is it uh at, like is it after him WrestleMania two thousand? What's that? Um, I feel like it's him getting to WWE. I'm trying to remember. Does he talk Hell in the Cell and all that? Would take her in there, yeah. 
Um, definitely can't be WrestleMania 2000 because it came out okay. before that. No, but I'm saying if. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, in 99, 98, 99. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, Foley's book. I mean, that was that was my Bible uh, when I started wrestling because it was like I was going through similar experiences. Did he go over um, him and Rock's little brouhaha with Rock? I guess went a little overzealous with chair shots. Because beyond beyond the mat, he did. Yeah, Uh-oh. beyond the. I think it was in his second book he touched on that. Okay. And in in retrospect, who do you think the Rock should have did more in regards to checking up on him? Or you think that's just a you know that's his adrenaline and that's how it you know name of the business. I mean, for the time period, and that's you, you got to look at everything through the the lenses of that time period, right? Because I mean, today, gosh, you you know you're not even allowed to do chair shots anymore, correct? Uh, or headshots at least. Um, but table spots you can still do, which is so weird. <laughs> well, well, the whole you still hurt yourself on a table spot. It's all about head trauma. That that's why you do chair shots anymore. You can still do chair shots to the back and to the body. Yeah. But you but, get your head on the table, on a, you know, if you come down wrong. Oh, I can. <laughs> um, but I guess it's calculated risk, you know. True, true. But yeah, um, with Rock and, and Foley, what do you think of that whole situation? So looking at it through the lens of that time period, yep. uh, I feel like what would normally would be done is afterwards in the back, you'd be like, hey, buddy, like, you good? Okay, yep. cool. Yep. And that would be it. Yep. Do you think he took? You think Rock went to to extra liberties with the chair shots? No, I think that's again just looking at it through the lens of the time period. I think that's yep. where they were at with that, and just what seemed right. It would have uh, been. I'm surprised they never did a program in, in regards to that because, like, with the movie, they showed you know the, the horror on like mixed kids and his you know wife. They all screaming and crying all this, this and the third. So I'm surprised, like, while Rock was still here at the time, they did that. They're like. They didn't make, push him into like Uber heel with that whole, you know, situation. I think they tried to avoid it. Like, I don't think they'd ever touch it at all because I think they were like, Ooh, yeah, which is weird. Like, did, did they think wrestling fans thought that was like people would turn on the rock because of that? Or like, maybe. And I think maybe they thought that they might have thought they had gone just a little bit too far, you know? Yeah, but was this after before Hell in a Cell would take it when he went through the whole ropes and his oh, tooth through his nose and. Yeah, yeah, so like <laughs> you go through cages and still in this and the third, it's hit, hit the turnbuckle boat. Once you get some chairs involved, it, you know it's the uh, the visuals. Because it's funny, Hell in the Cell. Just recently watched that. Actually, yeah. my uh, sister and her husband came over, and uh, he's an old school '90s wrestling fan. So we were telling him about the network, and he was like, "What? You can watch like anything <laughs> on there? Is, is Hell in the Cell with McFoley and Undertaker on there?" <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he's like, can, can we watch that? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he did. And uh, it, I mean, we, we all remember Hell in the Cell for being crazy. Yep. But I'm like, it's actually a very slow, like, it's just big, big spots happened. Right. But right. If you take away those big spots, it would probably be considered horrible. Oh, okay. But if you, if, what is the more like if you had like you know a, a young child and they had to get a choose between one either match that or the rocks match as far as like I don't want to see because due to the violence which one would you not have them see? <sighs> I think 
it's gonna depend on why I don't want the child to watch it. If I'm afraid he's gonna try it at home, so to speak. Yep. I don't want him to see the Rocks match because he has access to chairs. Okay. He okay. doesn't have access to a steel cage or thumbtacks. He tried to jump off the, you know, top of the house or something like that. But Foley know, didn't jump off of it. Foley was thrown off of it. That is true. That is true. Which, you know, they had that whole backyard wrestling phase with which was on the cracking during that time period, too. Yes, which His Foley popularized. Like, yeah, so it was like all, like, yeah, which is a little crazy. <clears throat> And uh, well, it's it all came from because uh, he had done that, uh, and, and it's funny because people thought it was a backyard wrestling thing. Yep. But apparently, it was like a cop art piece, if that makes any sense. <laughs> what? So the I don't know if you've seen the the clips with, with a young Nick Foley like jumping off of the roof like onto a guy like through cardboard. Nope. Okay. Well, they, there's a clip of that, and like. People, it, the backyard craze was like, oh, Mick Foley, he was a backyard wrestler that, you know, was able to turn it into making it big. No, he had done a college art piece. Um, and it was like a, a movie about a guy whose heart was broken. And uh-huh. like, he took it out on the guy that like took the, the woman from him. And so he uh-huh. jumped off the thing and threw the cardboard. Oh, okay. But it wasn't like backyard wrestling, you know? It was like a whole movie and story, and so you're just seeing the, this clip of him, and so people just assume like, "Oh, he was doing backyard wrestling." But like, no, it was, it was like a part of a, like a college art piece movie thing. And that's why they always had the the message at the, at the beginning: "This is do not try this at home." Yes, the, yeah. <laughs> I guess those backyards must have had the bootleg tape, and you know, skip that whole scene. <laughs> exactly. Ah oh, man. Well, what had uh, happened was, because no one's, I, I haven't seen the whole thing. Okay. We talked about this, though. So in WWE, um, they they played the clip of him jumping off the roof, and they presented it like, oh, like, you know, he's always been a madman. This is what led to the dude love gimmick. Oh, really? Uh, yes. But he, had no, he never had that gimmick as a, as a, as a, as, you know, a kid no. or like before. Okay. He he always he he had it in his back pocket. He he okay. always thought it was gonna be the gimmick he used when he made it big. Okay. And, and like it's based on like the guy that gets the girl and like all that sort of thing. Oh, so it's like you said, so it's, back, it's from that character, that college piece, then. Right. Oh. Okay. And so they 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 took that clip. Yep. And played that as like the transition, like to do love. So people only saw that clip. Yep. And they're like, oh, like this, he was this crazy guy. But it's like, no, like fully talked about it later because he was upset that all these people you know, <laughs> thought he was a backyard. He's like, no, he's like, that was a college art. Like, no. <laughs> I'm going to definitely have to look on YouTube for this now. <clears throat> definitely. <clears throat> That's crazy. Um, wow. Uh, all right. Well, you just taught me something. Um, <laughs> what, do you, what did you think of Beyond the Mat? I liked Beyond on the mat. Um, when that came out, that was like the first movie to really like break the wall, you know. Yep, and and it showed obviously you know mixed uh, uh you know role schedule showed uh Terry Funk you know his situ- uh role schedule uh, some of uh Jake the Snake, which was sort of sad because his story was like, which we found out later in life, you know, like his like whole family dynamic was craziness. Um, yeah. <laughs> That was just wild to see, um, but yeah, like it was unfiltered 
had my man New Jack in there for a brief second. Uh, yes. You know, ECW, uh, you know, what it was like. But yeah, it, just, it showed... A, it was a gritty time period, time capsule period of the 90s, uh, late Pretty 90s. Sure. You know, which was beautiful. And uh, yeah, I definitely uh, enjoyed it. Uh, I guess we can go to the other, you know, we, we moved past the motion picture movies, Hollywood stuff, <laughs> but now the documentaries like... Uh, uh, wrestling in the Shadows, you know, Bret Hart, yes. the infamous Wrestling in Shadows. Is it a work? Is it a shoot? You know what I'm saying? The world we'll never know. Never know. <laughs> which, is, which is crazy and beautiful at the same time because now we know so much about wrestling. I don't think we'll yeah. ever have that again, you know, now that I think about it. No, we really won't, which is a shame. Uh, it's going back to be on the map for a second. Yep. Um, you know, even little things like, uh, and I forget the guy's name, and I apologize, but I think it was Dennis something. But the guy doing the uh, dumbbells on the trampoline. Dumbbells on the trampoline. And because uh, and, uh, Terry Funk asked him, like, oh, like, are you coming? And he's like, I wasn't booked. And Terry Funk's like, yeah, but I'm asking you to come to the show. Oh, like, oh yeah. No, he was like, he was like, yeah. Guy. Yeah, he was a used car salesman. Yes, yep. Yeah, and I love that scene where he's like, "Oh, he's like, you know, I've never really booked, but I'm always staying in shape." And he's on the trampoline at his tidy whities with like his little two pound dumbbells. <laughs> That's what you remember? Wow, yeah, you, you, oh, wow, you you had to dig deep for that one. <laughs> I don't oh, know why, but that, that yeah, thing. now like, he was he did that Terry at, at one point, wasn't he? Yeah, he was because he wasn't booked. Like, <laughs> asked him just to come, like to hang out. He's like, no, like I'm not. <laughs> Well, I mean, time is money. So if you if you're on a job that is commission based, why would you? I mean, he's not selling cars on a Saturday night. Yeah, I, you don't. I don't. You don't know what. I don't know how <laughs> how much he was making, but like, you're not gonna be making a whole lot for you know handshake, you know, in a hot dog, you know, if you're not, you know. But nonetheless, oh, he was being offered a handshake at a hot. Well, I guess he was being offered a handshake, but no, yeah, I guess that, yeah. Terry was like, just come to the show to watch. <laughs> I'm not coming to a show to watch. He's like, you know, I don't want to be that old guy. That's <laughs> and I also followed those two um, uh, indie guys. Yes. Uh, one was from California. And, I think they uh, both were from California, weren't they? Yes. I think and the other one was Mike Mod- Mod- Modest. Yeah, yes, Mike Modest. Was it Mike, Mike Modest? Yes. Because they had, they had like a trial master that they, that they were showing, you know, on, on the movie. Um, yes, I remember they got... JR, I think, telling them, like, oh, don't worry, the people aren't going to know who you are. Like... Right. Is, and I remember, do they still do try dark matches like that anymore? Yes, but it's mainly for, like, NXT talent. Oh, okay. All right. Um, like, LA Knight, he's been managing on dark matches, I guess. Okay. Well, what's on um, main event? Is that the show no, that's doing dark matches? No, not even on main event. Like, oh, okay. Uh, but I'm curious. I wonder if, the, if those two guys on, um, you know, uh, beyond the mat, if they ever continue their wrestling career, or they just after- Mike Modest <laughs> had some modest level <laughs> of notoriety, right? Well, to, uh, unfortunately for him, he didn't have this, the height. I mean, he had right. like the the, the si- like the the weight size to him. You know, he was like you know stocky, but yes, he was like in, like in Benoit Guerrero height. You know. Yeah, before those guys made it big, right? It so okay. he was, he, he couldn't, and I don't think he he could he couldn't do all the flippity flippity. So yeah, it was no, hard no. for him. But the other guy yeah. had height to him, but I don't think he yeah, had like yeah. personality. Right, that was his problem. Yeah, 
And uh, but yeah, I feel like Modest. If he may have been in WCW, um, I might be making that up. He may have been in ECW. Okay. Ring of Honor. He might have done some Ring of Honor. Okay. And wasn't the, the guy that was with them? That was their promoter, right? Yes. Uh, um, he was. Then the they that... like. Then they show him not to be on the up and up. Like, well, and funny since a lot of stuff has come out about him. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he's he's one of those guys, and I think we've talked talked on air about this or off air. Uh, okay. But I feel like it was off air about how here in New England, there's like some wrestling schools where they sign you to contracts and like okay. you can't wrestle for other places. Yeah. So this guy was one of those type guys. Okay. Um, and, and on top of that, like aside from how you to contracts where you can't wrestle other places without his permission, like he gets yep. a cut of your pay. Oh, like, okay. <laughs> like even if you're the one getting the booking, like so it's like yeah, he gets a yeah, like a, like a finance fee. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. I mean, back then, that if you're looking back, like you said, uh, in those type of glasses you know isn't that so how the business went like so you shouldn't really be too upset in regards to that i mean yes and no like that's i mean i, I would say i'm saying looking know, back obviously you say now yes it's different but looking back per se well i mean and this is a major extreme but looking back on slavery like you know <laughs> that was never like even if it was thought to be okay at the time right <laughs> you know, right. like, yeah, definitely, definitely. So that's um, why I say I'm like, even you know, so with this guy, like you know, yeah, I mean, he's taking their money. That's not cool, even if at the time that's how things were done, right? Uh, it's not not cool. But he could, he that. could, he could, he could say also like, but they've gotten that trial without me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, he trained. So it's, it's, like, it's like a manager; they have to take ten percent fee or whatever the case may be. But managers like actually do the work. Like when you're an instructor or a teacher, you're just giving you're, you're teaching a man to fish. And then, but I think he ran the. Fish. I think he ran the promotion though. So like he had, he is you know in contact with the agents of the you know Jr. or whoever you know does these trials. Yeah. No, you know what I, I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know he's uh, he's had a lot of big names come through through him. Uh, Samoa Joe, John Cena. Oh, Cena uh, really as the prototype? Yes. Okay, all right. I bet he's kicking himself like, oh, I should have got crazy commission off of him. <laughs> right? <laughs> Although, what's funny is I wonder if he did get any commission off of Cena, because Cena's such a, uh, and I forget if we talked about this, but Cena was mm-hmm. on Howard Stern talking about how he doesn't mind that Vince McMahon still gets a piece of, of his movies. Really? Yeah. Is he signed to Titan Towers? Yeah, he's uh, John Cena, like, licensed his name to WWE. Like, they- is it, well... So his name is trademarked to, to Vincent then? Yes. I know Rock had to buy his name, correct? Yeah, Rock bought his name. I wonder how much. You think that was seven figures? Oh, I'm sure. Okay. But it's probably worth it now, now so he's like the top highest paid Hollywood actor, right? You know, currently. Exactly. Like, he probably he probably did one movie and got that money back. Right? Yeah, it recouped itself. Uh, yeah. But, uh, okay. Well, good for Cena. I mean... I don't know why he still wants. Maybe how? Maybe he just wants to keep that door open for business with him and Vince. That's the case. Well, he, he said he's like, if not for Vince, I wouldn't be doing any of this stuff. That that's what he said in the interview. He was like, so he's, he he looks at Vince like a dad who you know put him in this position True. to be doing these things. True. True. But I mean, it's also given you know that he he brought in a lot of revenue for Vince. You know what yes. I'm saying? <laughs> so. 
it, but, it works um, interchangeably. But it does, uh, it does. But everyone's got different viewpoints, I guess, on right. you know, on those things and maybe just life in general. Yeah, because uh, I'm so like, Cena, you know, that just might be his deal. So he might not have, you know, not, he might yeah, have paid it forward. Yeah, you know, paid it forward and just kind of like, oh, like this is just how things go. Um, yeah, know, I remember when I was training at OVW. Uh, they used to tell stories about how Cena, um, just he's the type of guy he is. Like yep. he was the when he got there, he became like the head of ring crew within like a month. Um, wow! You know, he was the only guy allowed to drive the ring truck like ever. Um, wow! So he was just that kind of responsible and that kind of oh, this is just what we do. This is how you do it. Like, all right, good for him. Um, yeah, I, I remember as a kid. Playing like the the like the Genesis and Nintendo games, you always see before the game started like Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper, all name trademark of Titan Towers. Now, as a kid, I was like, <laughs> yeah. what is this Titan Towers like? They keep I keep on seeing it. Oh, I know. Find out. <laughs> but yeah, they, but they had so many of those names trademarked. It was crazy. Oh yeah, yep. You know, Vince, he, you know, very shrewd businessman. No question. No question. But um, beyond the mat, not beyond the mat, wrestling uh, oh, with Yeah. What do you think of that? I mean, talk about behind the scenes. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Which one brought? Which one pulled the curtain more? That one or beyond the mat? Two different curtains, I think. I I, I like that. Yeah, I can see that. One's more like an introspective, like biography, and the other one is like. Mm, I could t- it's like it's funny it's like a movie it's like a sequel to the uh, to uh, the 1997 Survivor Series like the Survivor <laughs> Series was like is like a, a movie it's like, it's like a movie epilogue. and then Beyond the Mat was a sequel okay I'm with you because we got we got to see you know the the glitz and glamour and then cut to alright this is everything that's happened behind the scenes of set, said pay-per-view yes yeah. you know we got build up our our villain, we got to build up our, 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 our you know, um, hero, you know, and then this. Well, we're still waiting on that third act. <laughs> well, you know? I mean, Brett, well, I guess the third act is Brett signing a, a multi-billion dollar deal with WWE a month or two ago. Yeah, but they still haven't. I wish they'd be like, all right, cause they still, it's still flowing in the air. Like, was it worth it? Shoot, like, if they finally came conclusive, be like, this is. Such and such, and be like, all right, we are breathe a sigh of relief now. <laughs> I, I'm with you. It, it's so funny because I'm like, so many things between then and now have like come out that make it even more confusing. <laughs> really? Like, like people, like at the time, Shawn Michaels said he wasn't in on it, and then since yeah. it's come out that he was in on it, like um, no, nobody can make up their mind. Yeah, like you know, so little things like that where I'm like, yeah, it becomes even more confusing. Uh, but I, I, I gotta go with Kevin Nash. Ke- Ke- Kevin Nash says Vince McMahon doesn't sell anything. He's like, so he's like, Nash believes it was a work because McMahon sold the punch from Bret Hart. Well, they say, well, we, we never saw the footage of it. Just him coming out uh, the locker room on wobble, you know, on, uh, you know, with shaky legs. Yes, yes. Did you ever see Survivor Series '97? Yes. So when you saw it, see, I never seen it in its entirety. Only obviously the last part, you know, because they always replayed the, the clip. But as a kid, when you saw it, what was your reaction to it? So I didn't see it as a kid. 
Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah. same here. so okay. So you yeah, saw it after all the hype happened. Yeah, saw it after oh, all okay. the hype happened. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Yeah, it's funny. I'm like, I think back to that time period, and I'm like, oh, like that was a period where we weren't getting a bunch of the pay per views. And Survivor Series um, really wasn't that pay per view that everybody went to. It was either a Rumble or a WrestleMania, maybe right. something. You know, yeah. if you weren't like at like basketball camp, whatever the case may be. <laughs> exactly. But like so those, I yeah, usually watched two. every WrestleMania. Like, yeah, I have, I have all the WrestleManias, you know, tapes, but and a couple, yeah. you know, Royal Rumbles here and there. But Survivor Series was rarely one of like the pay per views that I was like, all right, let me go because it was it was that whole four team thing, which was cool, but then you know, also kind of like it, it, it didn't mean anything. Nah, like the and, only and Survivor I, Series that I actually dug in like taped was 98 deadly games where the rock became yes. you know. but like That's before then Survivor and, and Series a very was, underrated song yeah oh it, it has uh it was yeah because it has az he was rapping on it uh yeah. some rock guy but looking back <laughs> i'm so like kicking myself like i'm like oh, i mean i wish if, if there was gonna be one Survivor series i wish i saw 97 to see like I was there, you know what I'm saying? Yes. It'd well, be like, me. I've uh, no, go ahead, please. No, I was gonna say just to, just to say like I seen the ending, so I can know what my outlook what would have been on it. You know what I mean? I, I feel you. I, I definitely feel you on that. Yeah. Um, you know, we would have been 15, 14 respectively at that time period. Yep. And yep. Uh, you know, so yeah, it would have been very interesting to be there. Yeah. Um, live, like even watching it live on paper. Either one, interesting, but but yeah, I think even arena like and really like feeling that energy. Yeah, because no match has ever had that type of bus in this before. Yeah, no, no. Like that, well, I don't think it's. I'm trying. To, uh, well, they say the Pillman and um, Kevin Sullivan like Booker Man thing. Yep, yep. But that wasn't really that bus in this compared to Brett and Michael. Comparison, not comparison. Yeah. One, I mean, you're talking. Brett and Shawn Michaels, the two biggest stars of the company at the time, over the yep. belt. Yep. Pilton, this is post Hogan. Guy. Like, yep. you know. Yeah. And, and Sullivan was. Sullivan. I don't know what, what you would have called him at that time period. Like, would you would you compare, would you compare this to like if, if Rock and Cena faced each other and they had that type of ending? Like, is it that that high of a magnitude of a match? The magnitude of a match. Like, okay. For the daddy belt of them all and all the all the whole things. Uh, and the point and the crazy thing is like, would you think you think it would go down in law just as heavy if it was done at Mania or any pay per view? Like it could have been any pay per view and it was still gone down in like history like this. Oh, any pay per view. If it was at Mania, it would have been bigger. Yeah. I was gonna say yeah, it would have been like <laughs> probably got news coverage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like... Compared to the Survivor Series. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I don't think it's funny. I'm like, I'd be if, if they had got to that point for Mania. Yeah, uh, I feel like Vince would have done something different. I feel like because it's Mania, you've got to really like, I don't know, but, have your ducks in a row. I don't know. This was before he went public, so he didn't really have to answer nobody. No, he didn't have to answer nobody. But I just feel he like could, he could have like dropped a wrecking ball on top of Bret Hart's head, and that would be <laughs> <laughs> he could have. You know, you know he could have had it like. About, <laughs> I, I think about uh, and I forget what pay-per-view it was with Ultimate Warrior I okay. want to say that might have been a SummerSlam where Warrior like asked him for more money and Vince okay. gave him the money and then fired him right after like after the show 
Really? He's like, well, the show's got to happen. Like, yeah. So, so here's your buddy. But then, then afterwards, he fired him. Well, they, when you say fired him, like he didn't pay him to go on. Like he didn't pay him while he because you can't just it's contractual, right? Yeah, so back then, I mean, everything was you know checks and whatever. So like Vince wrote him a check right then and there, and like gave him that check for that show. Yeah, but, but it's he like, didn't get sued for break- work anymore. He didn't get sued for breaking the contract. No, because back then they didn't have contracts like they do now. Really? So how did yeah. they? I mean, any a wrestler could just get up and walk after any show that they pleased. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a lot of freedom. Oh yeah, it was a very different time period. But, I mean, guys were making less money. But still, like, how you like if you're not keeping one wrestler happy, how you know he's not just get up and leave? Like that, that would be if I was a a businessman, I'd be a little stressed out with that. Oh, it was very sure. I mean, look at uh, and it's funny because I was I, I I honestly don't know a lot about the wrestler, but but yep. Bruiser Brody, like okay. when I say I don't know a lot about him, I should say like I've not really watched a lot of his wrestling matches. Yeah, same here. But like I, I've read all the stories about how yeah, like that was his deal. He would just be like, ah, oh, like I'm tired of dealing with whatever with you. I'm just gonna go to this other place now. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess we had the luxury of the territories back then. Like, yeah. it was pretty much like a buffet. It's probably where you want to work. Exactly. Especially if you were talented, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you can. other places will take you. Yep. Yep. Um, but back to Survivor Series. <clears throat> After it happened, like, I don't remember anybody in my you know school ever talk, really talking about it. Did you hear anybody? Oh, okay. So did it get any more? Did it start to accumulate, like, further down in years like as far as like the wrestling world talking about this whole you screwed me type of thing um well it's funny i feel like probably with older people yeah at that time period it was probably a big thing okay like, i could imagine like people in their 20s okay that, that were wrestling fans at that time that, that was probably a big thing amongst them and they t- probably talked to each other about it okay um i could even see college kids probably like making that a big thing and the dirt sheets like melt, melt, melts are in them. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I think with us being younger in high school, I think that's right. just a different level of understanding. Right. And then I, I'm actually I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, oh geez, if there were wrestling fans in their 30s at that time period, now you like understand business and like life. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I I remember the like the shows after like superstars and like all that. They they actually. You saw Vince. Like, for the longest time, I thought Jack Tunney actually owned the yes. <laughs> like, who's this Jack other guy? <laughs> the like, guy that's always, the, you know... That's the, the ringside commentator guy. Yeah, right? like, yeah, why is he giving these, like, in, in point, you know, interviews? Uh, but, yeah, so, the, you know, Vince was, you know, the same from his side um, of the story, story, which was sort of weird because if it was only in the wrestling fan base, he didn't really have to, like... T- you know, explain himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, if you really think about it, he didn't. Uh, um, but what's funny about it is that he thought he was going to be a baby face, like, coming out of it. Yep. Um, you know, because, yeah, you're talking about those interviews and stuff he did. I remember. I'm like, yeah, he was, like, presented like he was the baby face. And, yep. And then, but, like, the fans didn't buy into it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what led to the, the great Vince McMahon, or Mr. McMahon, I should say. Uh, heel character. So in essence, so wow. So when you think about it, that was absolute genius. Like I mean, if it was a work to like put yourself over in some sort of like 
accidental, you know, situation. That that, that was a genius. But yeah, then again, I mean, who really th- who really thinks that far in the head like strategy wise? Like unless you like right, right. you know, like some like, you know, strat- you know, acclaimed strategics strategist, you know. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, the universe, like all the plans were in line for that, because like you said, so much came out of that for good and for bad. Yeah, no, you're right. <clears throat> Cause that so do you think that basically started the attitude era? Um, I think the Attitude Arrow was starting before that because you already had DX and uh, <clears throat> What? So, but that was off of WrestleMania 12 because going into 98 was WrestleMania 13, correct? When Michaels and Stone Cold? Uh, that was WrestleMania 14. Was... So, well, so 97, what? Well, 97 going to 98, what WrestleMania was that? Uh, going into 98. Yeah, that would have been WrestleMania 14. Oh, okay. All right. So Michaels and Stone Cold. Yeah. Like after okay. that. Yeah. So you saying so when did Attitude so you saying Attitude Era started when DX and DX was what like ninety six? DX was like 96, 97, I guess. Well, so we just say when Monday Night uh, Raw started is basically the, the the start of the Attitude uh, Era. No, that definitely was not the start of the Attitude Era because when Raw first started. Yeah. I mean, you still had IRS. Uh, it was still kind of like silly a little bit, I feel like. So you think when DX formed, that's when? Like around the time of DX and Austin. Like when I think Attitude Era, I think DX, Austin, and The Rock. But I feel like DX and Austin are the ones that really kicked it off. But see, when you say Austin, are we talking about Ringmaster Austin or like when he became oh, no. Ballhead? Oh, Stone, Stone, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin 316. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. So, if you were in Vince's shoes, you've done the same. Uh, would you've done the same uh, on Survivor Series? Um. <clears throat> I mean, I guess it's really hard to say. You know, they say you can't lose. You can't. Judge and do you think walk a mile in the w- shoes? Do you uh, think Brett would have dropped the title like he was in it? Because it basically sounds like this all con- con- you know culminates from. Vince not believing that Brett would, you know, drop the title the next night. Right. Bra. Like, like he didn't really uh, trust him for some strange reason. And I mean, maybe he had reason not to. Uh, but it seemed like Brett was always like that guy, like that company man that really never screwed, like he never pulled a Hogan on. But then maybe, you know, Vince was just scoring from other wrestlers doing that. Like you said, Warrior did it to him. Uh, other, you know, Jeff Jarrett did it to him. Although I think Jarrett did it later. What do you mean? What did Jarrett do? Uh, Jarrett held him up for, uh, I want to say, half a million dollars to drop the Intercontinental title to China. Okay. But, like, that night, like, like the, the show started and Jarrett's like, oh, like, if you want me to go out there and drop the belt, like, I need this money. Hysterical. <laughs> okay, and, so... Okay. Jared's version of it. Yep. Because because it, it's a similar thing that happened before. Vince gave Jared the money and then Jared was fired. Okay. Uh, but Jared's version of it is that uh, it was money that he was owed. Oh, because, okay. Like, they owed him back pay. Okay. So he, he just wanted that before like he did this. Oh, okay. But he could just wait to. All right. Yeah, so it's changed, but. <clears throat> 
But like I said, I guess coming from Vince, when you have so many of your employees sort of stab you in the back, it's sort of hard, I guess, to take their word, even no matter if the other employees been, you know, upstanding. That's as just how the business is. Yeah, I, I look at it probably kind of like police officers. Like, they, they deal with so many bad guys that they might run into a good guy, but it's like, yeah, we got to treat you like a bad guy because we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Um, so with the, the movie, did it change your uh, outlook uh, in regards to the 97 Screwjob? I would have to watch it again as an adult, I think, to really... Because okay. I remember watching that in high school. Yep. And, uh, I mean, it was just mind-blowing. And, like, and like that was, like, the first time really, like, learning about Bret Hart's family and, like, the dungeon and yep. all that stuff. So yep. I'd be curious my opinion watching it now and kind of... Do you think both parties will portrayed you know nice well not nice but like accurately yeah okay so it wasn't a hit piece um at the time i didn't think so yeah but i'd have to watch it again to really yeah get a, a full spectrum of it yeah okay all right uh but like we said those that beyond the mat like those are like almost like lightning in a bottle like we're never probably gonna see that type of like now everything is, is so polished and everybody you know there's so many eyes on it to you know correct to make sure nothing you know falls by the wayside like it's, it's very polished now so i don't think we'll ever see anything like that no um something i'm very curious to see are the vince mcmahon documentary that's actually going through that's actually going through um <laughs> gonna be on netflix i think later this year okay Who's gonna be Vince? No, it's a documentary. Or uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, yeah, so they're gonna be following like Vince around and talking his life and all that. You think, he's, you think it's gonna be a fluff piece? I think so. Okay, but I'm still right. so curious about it. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, there's only there's only like you can only do Vince either through his eyes. It's gonna be a fluff piece piece or through his former employees and it's gonna be like a hit piece there's really no gray area that's true you know since he's you know built up so many enemies as well as you know fans is like uh you know it reminds me of that documentary that muhammad ali did of himself but it was a great um uh, documentary but it was about himself he was he starred in it as himself okay um but it was, it was a great movie i forget what it's called uh but yeah even though I do recommend a good Muhammad Ali documentary called Three Kings. It was him and uh, the George Foreman fight uh, over in uh, uh, Africa. Um, oh, the they had their, the their th- uh, not Thrill in Manila, that's Joel Frazier. Uh, Rumble in the Jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. But, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, this is, uh, we're getting close to our, our usual hit time. Um, we, we pretty much died. We went wrestling to the movies basically today. Yes, <laughs> but all good. Um, I, I like that we uh, <laughs> something a little different. Yeah, lights, camera, action. Um, there we uh, go. Is that, that the? Uh, is that going to be the title? It might be. We we, we shall see. Um, I wish we could just we could steal theme songs because I would put the the rocks uh, Hollywood theme entrance. Oh, yeah. you know, with the helicopter. Yes. 
the whole thing. Yeah, I remember the first time. Yeah, but, but the first time when he had that, it was so long. Yeah. Like the whole, the whole build up to that, that like the theme song. Like the, yeah, the, yeah. the whole video of being through LA was like, all right, 10 minutes gone. Like, what's going on? Like, what's this? Did they get hacked? Like, what's going on? Here? Right. With a Titan like, Tron. Why are we look, seeing all these skyscrapers? Yeah. Then it hit you. Then it hit you. It was like, all right. And eventually they shortened it. We had their bridge, you know, version. Right. But uh, yeah, that first time, I think, it, I think he, when it was WrestleMania 18 against Hogan, he showed it off. No, no, it was after that, I think. Backlash? No, I feel nah, like... but he was like, a heel then, so it wasn't Hogan because he was still a face against Hogan. That, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think I'm like, it was later. Like, Goldberg? Yeah, it might have been the Goldberg time period. Okay. He was wearing like the leather vest and yes. uh, the big belt buckle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Called uh, uh, Goldberg uh, Whisker Biscuit or something like yeah, that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Old Whisker Biscuit. <laughs> uh, but then he he faced Hogan as a heel though, right? Later, right? Um, did he, he was like, did "Oh, you got the, yeah." He was like, "Oh, you got the legend and the immortal and the, the greatest in this corner, and then you got Hulk Hogan in that corner." Like he basically like buried Hogan in promos like crazy. Oh wow, I don't even remember that. But that's oh, it was so it was so good. It was so good. Hollywood Rock, even though it was a brief brief moment in time, it was it was legendary. Yes, no, my favorite, like. <clears throat> so well, I don't know. My favorite still is is, is in uh, Nation Bro with the five hundred dollars shirts. Nation of domination. The five hundred dollars Versace, the lion shirts, the, yes, the five hundred dollars yes. shirts, and the penny loafers, <laughs> and the Rolex. Like slide. <laughs> yeah, he only did all uh, the sliding um people's elbow. He did one time. Yes. Yep. Uh, that was. I don't know if that was a mistake or that was on purpose. Yeah, I don't know, but either way, it, it yeah. Weird. Maybe because it was one time with with it, it was uh on, it wasn't on purpose. Yeah, but, that's what uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. The wrestling back in the nineties was something special. It really was. I mean, you look at all that that talent that was there from all promotions: ECW, yeah. WCW, WAF, OVW. Yeah, yeah. You know. No, I was gonna say, well, I wonder if like was New Japan still popping back then? Like with yeah. like with with, with, with decent storylines and, 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 and wrestling performance? Um definitely wrestling performance. Okay. Lines, I don't know so much. Uh, well, that, they, was, they, that, they, was, that was the Muda were, era, right? Yeah, that was then you had and, NWO and, Japan. Yes, yep. And, and the uh but that was all Japan actually, I think, not New Japan. Oh really? Yeah, oh yeah, because with all Japan that was all Japan is Giant Baba, right? Yeah. Or the New Japan? No, that's that's All Japan. Giant all Baba. Japan. Okay. And yeah, New Japan, Japan was... was Antonio Inoki. Yes. And which one had um the guy that had he he unfortunately passed in the ring. He, he had like green tights. He was really big over there. Mish Mishawa. Mishawa. Oh, uh, yeah, Mishawa. He was Misha- FMW. No, I thought he was um New. He wasn't New All Japan. Oh, he might have been one of those, but I thought he was one of the like deathmatch guys. Nah, that's Hayabusa. Hayab- oh, you're right, you're right. He 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 got paralyzed in the ring. Yes. He uh he tried uh he slipped on the moonsault. That's right. That's Which, right. Which again, yo, tries at home. Exactly. Because I think it was, it was one of those moves that it's basically like what um the lion salt, but it's like just one of those moves that you do overnight, overnight, but then one time. That's all it takes. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, yeah, uh, FMW. But yeah, 90s. But I think we'll have another renaissance. You know, I feel like the moon and the planets are going to hit. The problem is, like I said, it's so everything's so polished. Like, there's, there's not a lot of room for, like, bustiness as we always uh, were chimed in. As, I, I like, feel you. And, and that's so, really what makes wrestling. Like, right. Austin 316, that was off the cuff. Like, yeah, yeah it's very overproduced now. Yeah. Like, it's hard to make mistakes. It, it is. And unfortunately, like, it's the mistakes that, like, make it good. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I love the, the you know, uh, the story of the whole Austin 316 thing. Like, you go back and watch it, and Doc Hendricks is like, ah, uh, you can't say that, you know? No, I thought, I thought he got it off of Jake the Snake. No, he did, but I'm saying Doc Hendricks was interviewing him. Okay. So Doc Hendricks is holding up the microphone, like, to okay. Austin's mouth. Okay. And Austin's, like, Austin 316 says, you know, and the whole deal. And, yep. uh, and Doc Hendricks, like, has this look on his face, like, what are you doing? Like, you know? <laughs> I gotta see this. part of the plan. I gotta see this. <clears throat> and they so, said so he... was, like, mad about it. Like, after, really? But then the next night, you, you get to Raw and you see all these Austin 316 signs. The signs, yeah. completely changed everything. Which we need to go back to having a, 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 a nice symbiotic relationship between the fans and the wrestlers. Where the fans, though, aren't trying to go over the wrestlers and the wrestlers aren't trying to, like, alienate the fans. It needs to be that nice symbiotic relationship that we used to have back in, you know, yes and years. Yes, agreed. So now, like, fans media. get goofy. Yeah, they're bringing beach balls or start random goofy chants that have nothing to do with wrestlers. And they'll be like, boring, or like. Yeah, you or like know. the one chant. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, the one chant, that, that, was, that was sort of at first annoying, but then, like, people grown to embrace it. But now I feel like people use it, like, inappropriately. Oh, no, yeah, cause it's old now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like I said, we need to come back to a nice symbiotic relation in the wrestling community. Because <laughs> then it just helps everybody. Cause like you said, the next night everybody had you know brought on the poster. Yes, so. and that was uh, you know yeah no that time period I think to to be now they were probably uh, taking that poster. They were t- probably taking those posters away. Now? Yeah. So you probably couldn't see on television. Yeah, you're right. Like, if it's something they don't want put out there. Yep. Yeah, because when you see old Raws, like the whole stadium, you'll see people's heads. You see poster boards. Yeah, just poster boards. And sometimes it'll be wild stuff. Like, <laughs> well, maybe that's I why like they try to take stuff away. But I guess, you know, there's going to be that I, one guy. When I say wild stuff, I mean, like, bacon or something like you know. <laughs> oh, no, I've seen, like, profane stuff on there. Yes, yeah. No, I, there's definitely <laughs> some of that, too. Uh, but yeah yeah. Um, it's funny too because a lot of the stories like The Rock was saying like the people's elbow was basically like a rib to the boys in the back yes which is hilarious (laughs) (laughs) so I guess Uh, you know wrestlers need to do that too they need to you know let their head down sometimes completely completely you know and I want to bring the the world by the time people are listening to this, this won't be that big of news. Yep. Uh, this is only big news to me, in fact, because I didn't watch the uh, pay-per-view last night. I guess uh, Impact had a pay-per-view last night. Okay. And uh, the Briscoes are the new Impact Tag Team Champions. Nice. So they signed a contract with uh, Impact? I don't know. Possibly. Okay. Uh, but they are the new Impact Tag Team Champions. 
Nice. You think they'll uh, bring prestige to the belts? Um, as much as they can. Yeah, you know, the biggest problem with Impact is it's like a tree in the woods. Like, if it falls, does anybody hear it? I got you. I got you. Well, you know, oh, we. <laughs> all right, next episode we have to discuss because we were supposed to discuss it today. Uh, was uh, NWA Power? <laughs> yes. The next episode we'll, we'll discuss that. We, we definitely will, and, uh, and that's good actually because I want to take notes when I watch it because I actually I, I watched some of it, and uh, the princess and I were watching it, and it's funny she didn't like know who people were and things. Or like yeah. she kind of knew she'd be like, oh, isn't that so-and-so? But like I felt like I spent half the episode like explaining to her like what was happening. <laughs> it's, it'd be like that sometimes. Definitely, definitely. Um, so so yeah, I watch it by myself or uh, take some notes while watching it so I could be like, oh, crisp. Yep. And then tonight is uh backlash. Yes. A throwaway pay-per-view, or if they don't call them pay-per-views anymore, premium live event. You remember when they used to be called In Your House? Yes. <laughs> oh, those were the... Uh, are they still doing King of the Rings? No. Are are they? Well, okay. Are they, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wait, Xavier Woods was a King of the Ring, and then Shinsuke was one before him. And Corbin. So they must be doing some kind of King of the Ring, but it's not a pay-per-view. Okay. Like It, it must did, be like a tournament on TV that I, I don't really watch. But did you like King of the Ring when it first started? Oh, back in the day, for sure. Yeah. Okay. You like the whole tournament? Yeah, I thought it was a cool concept, but usually it got to tell you, like, who's going to be, like, the next big guy in a year or two. Yeah. It didn't work out for Billy Gunn, unfortunately. Did not work out for Billy Gunn. Um, but that's because he got eviscerated by The Rock. Like, they did. <laughs> did he, though? He, he didn't hold up to his own? God... My name is Billy. <laughs> uh, I'm terrible. just saying. Uh, terrible. All right. Well, what you got? What you got on the water jug for today? Today's water jug is strong legs. Oh, you've been doing squats. <laughs> yes. Deadlifts. And uh, been doing it all: squats, deadlifts, bench press. We are uh, getting this train. Uh, the early 2000s Boston Celtics the train is bound for glory yeah <laughs> uh, throwback throwback but yes. alright well I guess uh, we will uh, sign out uh, this is also Mother's Day so happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there in the world yes yes happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and uh, all the future mothers yep uh, all the you know all the everything good vibes Yep. Hope everybody's enjoying some peace, love, and chicken grease this afternoon. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> All right. We'll take us out on this nice sunny yeah, Sunday. Yes. Nice sunny Sunday. Beautiful Mother's Day. Gorgeous day out. Hope everybody's enjoying their day. Whatever time of the day it is that you are listening, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here. You're listening to us, and we appreciate that. And so let's take you out today with a one, two, Three.